today, tomorrow, forever. Hey, Nuclear Heat Podcast fans, you're here with your hosts, Rob, Cass, Mike, and we're bringing you a special 4th of July edition of the Nuclear Heat Podcast, where we'll be talking about this week's Raw and SmackDown and more of your uh, exciting bullshit about wrestling. That's right, this is a bullshit wrestling (laughs) podcast with your three bullshit hosts, uh, Wait, so is a podcast about wrestling bullshit, or is it a bullshit podcast about wrestling? Both. Or is it a podcast wrestling bullshit? Oh. Oh. Who knows? It's meta. It's, it is, it's very meta. We're all, obviously, millennials. Uh, we're really, we're young, we're hip. If anything, I'm a millennial, and you two are, like, the greatest generation. You're both very old. I do remember World War II, so... That's why, you know, Independence or, Day and Memorial Day. That might Day be giving you guys too much credit. You're probably boomers. Nobody likes you. To be fair, nobody really likes the greatest generation either, but they're yeah. all pretty much dead now. So Yeah, all they really had going for them so was World So they're fondly remembered. So uh, it is the 4th of July. We're all enjoying some tasty beverages. I am drinking Fly Like an Eagle. Fly Like an Eagle. It is a celebration beer celebrating this year's uh, Eagles Championship from Evil Genius Beer. It's a 6.2% blue raspberry water ice inspired New England style IPA brewed with lactose and vanilla. And it is, in fact, a tasty beverage. Cass, what are you drinking? Uh, My second beer of the night I am having from Dewclaw. Brewing Company in Maryland. Enjoy your time away. It is an IPA, 6.3% alcohol by volume, and it is very bitter and delicious. Mike, I was waiting for you to ask me what I'm drinking. What tasty beverage are you enjoying? (laughs) Uh, What I have here, which, calm yourself, try to keep yourself composed, because this is a fruitage ale brewed with a Barb Rouge hops for its delicate berry notes, and the additions of raspberry, blood orange, Meyer lemon, key lime, blueberry, and damson plum, creating a slightly sweet and slightly tart taste with a bright carbonation. That's right, this is Forgotten Boardwalks, anyone and everyone except pregnant women. (laughs) And those under the age of 17. 19 in Canada. All right. So, if you're over what the age of... What was that to I was hoping someone would correct us to the actual <laughs> drinking age, but... Hey, you're the you one that corrects us. Uh, Just it's don't true. Drink. But it was my joke. Drink whenever you want. I don't get that many. Just don't drink and drive. That's all we're saying. Yeah. If Just, you're under 19, do not drink and drive. If you're under 19, you want to have some Smirnoff ice Unless there's a better party to go to. Yeah. Like if there's a party where you like if you all right if you you're lit up, but you got up from the yeah, floor up. But you got you got a uh, you got a text from uh, bar from the late great Arlie Ermy, um, Mary Sue Rottencrotch, and she just needs to get finger blasted. And I know this is going to get cut out, but I'm just going to get it out of my system. <laughs> um, you should probably drink and drive to go 
to go dip it in. The Nuclear Heat Podcast (laughs) does not condone underage drinking or drinking and driving. Let's get to the wrestling. Driving and finger blasting. That is also dangerous. And really, if if you're going to try Roadhead, let me just ask you, what are you doing when they're trying to drive? (laughs) It's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. In fact, none of us really know anything about finger blasting. (laughs) Some of us have all the facts over here about finger blasting, (laughs) and I will reveal it on the Patreon technical show next week. It will be all about finger blasting. I'm just going to be reading from the wiki how, because this is new territory. (laughs) It goes where? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. So putting on a miner's helmet to find the clit. <laughs> so good night, everybody. <laughs> this week's raw, we open with our good friends uh, Roman Reigns and uh, Kurt Angle. I believe was it Kurt Angle? Oh, no, it might have been just Roman. There were people there. Who knows? Roman Reigns, off, more like was, rain this guy in. Yeah, it was just Roman Reigns. You blocked it out because it was so goddamn boring. I actually was keeping a running Bob count to see how many Ugh. times Roman would say Bob. I stopped counting at eight, and that was before Seth Rollins came in to start joining in on the Bobs. And then uh, you start chanting back and forth, Bob, 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 Bob. That poor horse was already long dead. Long since. Long dead when they were beating it. Okay, Ron Reigns called Bobby Lashley the worst tag team partner of all time. Uh, Which is why he didn't tap him in. I mean, I, uh, well, spoiler alert, that's later in the show. When he, but I'm not exactly sure why it it wasn't it. It was Roman Reigns that screwed up last week. It wasn't about uh. in Roman Reigns' mind, he is utterly perfect and has never made a mistake while wrestling. Yeah, he added that he's the guy, and Bobby will never be the guy because ten years ago he wasn't the guy, and ten years in the future he won't be the guy. Blah 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 blah. I really dislike when they talk about things that are too close to real life. I think that the wrestling characters, not the wrestling actors, should never say that they're the guy. Yes, we all know that there is a guy that the company loves the best. But the character Roman Reigns, should he ever become the guy, which I would argue he is not yet, but if he should ever become the guy, he should never say, I'm the guy. Oh, I... I see you're pouring a tasty beverage. That I am. Uh, This is going to be a very special podcast. (laughs) Once again. Happy July 4th. We we do not condone drinking and drinking. Woo! We do condone drinking and podcasting. Uh, Anyway, so after Roman's uh, nonsense about how Bobby's not the guy, we got Cassandra's favorite. My favorite, Dolph Ziggler, coming out with his boy Mac. They're here to just, you know, everybody was falling asleep in Sioux Falls. They had to wake them up, set things straight. Uh, Duff got in a really good dig calling uh, Roman Reigns' friend, Seth Rollins, the former Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins. And totally, 100% true. It it is accurate. Nobody likes Seth Rollins anymore. Ziggler is pretty much taken over. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> Duff and Drew were 
about to beat down or maybe were beating down Roman Reigns. They were They were giving down. him the beat down. And out came Seth Rollins to make the save, I guess, in appreciation for a Roman save last week. And Angle came out to book the Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre later tonight. So the first of many segments on this week's Brawl that were repeat segments from previous oh. week's Brawl. Rawls. In fact, I believe every segment this week was at least a callback to something that happened last week, if not an exact. Yeah, if they don't come up with anything new, do they just like redo the script from the previous? They week? just photocopy it and hand it back. Yeah, out? just like change the date, scratch it out. These giant monsters are so dumb. Just hand them the same <laughs> same script from last week. They'll never know. Ooh, this week I'm <laughs> fighting Roman Reigns. Yes, you big dumb monster. <laughs> Ooh, that's my name. I get two <laughs> fights. Me special. I'm the guy. No, I'm the guy. That's the whole script. It's just back and forth. No, Bob, I'm the guy. Okay. God. Moving right along. That, the only thing that could possibly worse is like two fighters going back and back with back with yes, no, yes, no. <laughs> Who would ever want to see such a thing? We'll get there, guys. We'll get there. <laughs> So next we had uh, Matt Hardy and Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel did another video uh, parodying the Woken Warriors and parodying Matt Hardy <laughs> with his good friend Bo Dallas, parodying his, spoiler alert, IRL brother. What? I know, I know. There's Bray no Wyatt. Wait, was that revealed on the show yet? No, it hasn't been revealed well, yet. Well, hopefully. Then- we don't we don't acknowledge it. We don't acknowledge exclusive. anything that doesn't happen on exclusive WWE TV. Exclusive content coming from Nuclear Heat Podcast. We bring you something exclusive from the WWE every week. We have an inside man. We don't I, want to reveal who it is. It's not Google. It's definitely not Wikipedia at all. I mean, there's there's only two things that we don't acknowledge on this on this podcast. One of them is is information that has not been revealed on the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say the second one, but you know what it is. <laughs> uh, all right. That's great. Uh, this week, the big surprise on Curtis and Bo's uh, video was uh, they sang Bray's song. He's got the whole world in his hands. This was not as That's good. Bray's song? I was yeah. wondering why they were singing that. I had no clue. I thought that it was just a failed bit. No, that's... It was also that. Yeah. The audience sings that to Bray. They haven't done it in a little while since they became... Since he became partners with Matt. But that is the song that Bray... Way back when it was the Wyatt family. The Wyatt family used to be... um, Harper, Rowan... The Bludgies? The the Bludgies. It might have only been one of the Bludgies. Uh, Braun Strowman was in it for a while... And the, the the Wyatt family also had a very similar bit to the Bludgies, where the Bludgies now wear masks that kind of look like sheep's... Uh, goats. And goats... Uh, goats uh, Skulls. Mm-hmm. Not, but the... Well, one has a skull one, the other one has a goat one with a monocle, and I... <laughs> He's the classy one. Yeah. He's the, Wyatt, to read. <laughs> the Wyatt family masks were straight goat masks and, and uh, sheep masks, not... Not skulls. If, if you hadn't told me he came up from uh, NXT, I I would have totally assumed that um, Blunk Insanity would have been a part of the Wyatt family. I think if he had been in it, it WWE like a right few in. years yeah. beforehand, yes, Blumpkin probably would have been in 
in the Wyatt family. And they were doing even more of a uh, backwoods Texas Chainsaw kind of bit where Bray is the leader of the Texas Chainsaw thing with, yes, magical turning off the light powers so that everybody can uh, use their cell phones as lighters. Is is it a timing thing, or does he, like, do a little nose twitch like Samantha and Bewitched? How does he magically turn the lights off? Oh, yeah. He just wishes it, and it happens. Oh, all right. Not even, like, a cue snap. It's it's magic, Mike. It's not... Do you ask how the Undertaker makes it lightning inside the auditorium? Uh, no, because he hasn't been on the time I've been watching. And uh, magically I'm going with under- the magic that I've seen, which is Samantha from Bewitched and Q from Next Generation. It's similar to Q from Next Generation. But he snaps. He snaps, though. So it's better than Q <laughs> from The Next Generation. You heard it here first, Q. Yeah, Ooh, you can... Nuclear Heat really bringing it hard to Q this week. <laughs> setting up that feud again. Reigniting it. Maybe I should go back to wrestling. <laughs> should we go back to wrestling? I don't know. Woke Universe versus the Q Continuum. I think we've Ooh, got something here. yeah. <laughs> Gosh. My money's on the Hardy Boys, that's for damn sure. They have had more wrestling matches, but <laughs> the Q Continuum can control all of time and space, so... We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hardy is the resurrected uh, reincarnation of he seven also, classic warriors or something. I don't know if you know, has multiple lawnmowers. Yeah. And also, his one-year-old kid can use Twitter to insult, insult Michael Cole, mm-hmm. which really makes him a hero. <laughs> okay. So, this wasn't the best version of the... <laughs> getting back to wrestling, this wasn't the best version of the Curtis and Bo bit. It also wasn't the best match. It wasn't the worst match. The worst match probably was last week when Matt slipped off the ropes and got the pin. It was another uh, brief match and another win for Curtis Axel. Uh, we did get a very important note here from Coach... The Miz held the B team back. We can discuss oh, that no. later. We can. Di- we will get into it later. And Matt had a great line where he called Axel the son of perfection, which was a perfect line and could have been left right there. So of course, the announce team said, "Did you know Curtis Axel is Mr. Perfect Son? That's why Matt Hardy called him the son of perfection." Did everybody know that and get it now? Well, I Thanks actually... Thanks for explaining the joke, jerk-offs. ...did not know that, and I appreciated the uh, extra information. You liar. You liar. You lie. You lie. You lie. I never lie. I told you straight facts from your constable of nuclear heat podcast over here, Cassandra. Constable Personally, Cass, as I like to be called, and I insist on being called that from now until forever. Constable Cass. <laughs> Personally <laughs> promoted by Stephanie McMahon. Next bit. We're doing the next First bit. First off, I was personally promoted by Triple H. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I went the straight to guns. the fucking top. Do you... How on earth is, <laughs> in your imagination, Triple H higher in the ranking than Stephanie McMahon? Who knows? <laughs> Didn't they get married? Daughter of Mr. McMahon. I understand how he's higher in your ranking, Mike. I'm asking Cassandra. Yes. I understand that in real life, yes, he owns her now, so he's higher. I got you to say it. But Cassandra, 
I'm, I'm looking at you about how Triple H is higher than Stephanie McMahon. I don't know. He seems to have more control at Camp WWE, so I assume that Vince likes him better than Stephanie. I could see Vince liking him better than Stephanie. I mean, he certainly is liked more than Shane O'Mac. I forgot <laughs> Shane O'Mac not even in the family anymore. You want to go start a cable company in China, kid? We'll see what happens. Oh, Triple H is, is replacing that what he you. Did? Oh yes, he started a uh, some kind of pay-per-view company. No one really has explained it to me because it was in China, so it's totally separate from all other yeah. media. But it was some kind of pay-per-view company, not related to wrestling. That uh, I, it didn't fail. He, I think he sold out his portion for more money than he brought in. Damn. So now he's just counting money at home. But it, it was like he wanted one. to prove that he could start a company, a multimedia company that wasn't attached to WWE, because he and we all fucking doubted him, and look what happened. But it was the first multimedia company based in China mm-hmm. that was started with the founding principle that they will never mention the Tiananmen Square incident, mm. which is. You, you, yeah, you can't get away from it in China. They're constantly no. Tiananmen Square, Tiananmen Square, Tiananmen Square. We got they, it. They have stuffed animals of like a big tank about to run over a guy. That definitely happened. <laughs> we never denied that that happened. We're coming for you, China. Come get some, China. <laughs> I believe I believe that it's it is the telecommunications company that Trump's been propping up. Oof. I'm just, it's a different, it's a different company. <laughs> All companies in China are the same company, though, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, because Common well, for you, China. Because they're you communists, you can't so the government them. owns everything. <laughs> you saying you can't tell them apart? Yes, obviously. <laughs> Clearly what I was saying. Anyway. All telecommunications companies look alike in China, yes. according to Rob. Yes. Racist. Racist. Son of a bitch. It does have- I wouldn't right. call it completely racist, but there is a slant to it. <laughs> Up <laughs> next. <laughs> this one's going to be great. <laughs> Tens of people are listening to your racist rants, sir. Tens of people. We don't have ten listeners. That's me listening to it ten times at work. <laughs> Don't worry, when when Mike is screaming his racist wind, <laughs> rants out the car window, more people are hearing it than this. <laughs> so I make sure I go by the train station. <laughs> is this while his Chinese girlfriend is in the car? <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's holding the steering wheel. <laughs> and you can't drive, and you're a woman! All right, up next we had Titus Worldwide versus the Authors of Pain. This was a, I was going to call this a glorified squash, but it wasn't even a glorified squash. It was a squash. The Authors of Pain crushed the Titus Worldwide in I like 10 seconds. I have to far as to call this a glorified squad, just because I didn't see it. The coach. Cut it out. Well, you didn't miss anything. It was two minutes long. It was Titus Worldwide getting squashed by the Authors of Pain. Coach said that the Authors of Pain are intense beastly and calculated which makes just no sense those are not three words that go together they don't really describe the authors of pain uh, that's it why was I just nonsense. different people for mad libs yeah uh coach also said that the authors of pain turned what could have been a competitive match into destruction in a matter of seconds the only thing that i was thinking as i watched this match is why have they had 
Apollo taking pins lately in these basically glorified squash matches, and Titus not. Well, what I was going to say is... Uh, now, authors of pain, I do not care for them, so I'm not even going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But We're Titus about- Worldwide, I do like. I think they're fun, um, and uh, they look... Good in the ring, like Apollo Crews flipping all around looked really yeah. great. And then they constantly either are just backstage doing a joke mm-hmm. for one second, or they come out for to get squashed. And I think they deserve a little bit more than that. I mean, I, I'm not gonna disagree with you, but they're not being built that way. So it it does make sense that they are being used to elevate this new team. I understand that part, but I what I'm trying to get to is that. It shouldn't be Apollo that's losing. Apollo is probably six or seven years younger than Titus, who isn't going to have a solo run in the future. That's like, he does a very good job of being a fun guy, playing this motivational character. He's doing a good job with his character, but he's never going to have a singles run. So he should lose to the Authors of Pain. Apollo Crews could still have another singles run. He's in his... Early third, I I think he's like thirty four. He could still have another singles run if he's losing constantly in these squash matches. Then they got to spend a ton of time building him up again. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. That's all we need to really say about Titus. Did you have something more you wanted to say? No, I was just gonna say. Well, maybe it's because they don't want veteran the veteran to be the one losing the match for them. It's more of a respect thing for Titus. If somebody's got to take the loss in the, the team. Who could knows? Be. I'm speculating. Yeah. All right. Uh, what, uh, what did we have next? We had, uh, here was the big match. A surprise that it was on this early, but we did have to get two tag matches with Roman Reigns in. We had Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. My boy's looking good. And I have to say, I am sure glad we're past the days when all the wrestlers looked alike. <laughs> Sandra, did you have any, anything about how they looked alike here? Well, or I, we want to save it for the fashion time. We'll say no. I wrote the, my big note was this is the greasiest match of the night. <laughs> Everyone was looking super greasy, dripping everywhere. Um, I add more about it in the fashion break. Okay, well, but well, well, it we was, can, everything was just soaking wet, covered in grease. There's yeah, baby oil small, everywhere. But, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Drew McIntyre, and, I'm sorry, Cowboy Stripper Drew McIntyre. Well... Um, they're, they're all, like, the same, like, like uh, short beard, long, greasy, dark hair. The only difference in the whole group was Dolph Ziggler with, uh... The blonde. Well, with the blonde and his hair up in one of Bailey's hair ties. Mm-hmm. The, po- the beautiful pony going on. Yeah, he should have done it left to the side, but, you know what, I'm not gonna... I mean, I don't know if I would steal... Any of Bailey's bits at this point. You saw that beat down last week. She could have ran out at any moment. You, you saw the Give Usos. Give my hair tie! <laughs> you saw the Usos hugging it out. You know yeah. what? She's not coming after her IP. Well, she wasn't in the arena that night. Yeah, I so think it's a night to get away next with it. week she'll be coming for the Usos with that steel on the hook bit. Running out with the Bludgeon Brothers Nerf hammers. Mm-hmm. Smashing everything. Just pulling the inflatable two men over their face to suffocate them. <laughs> oh. All right. That's the Bailey I want to see. <laughs> the murderous rampage <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> Bailey. No one can hug but me. Pulling Zig's hair. Pulling yeah. children out of the audience, throwing them across. Slamming the, them over uh, Nate. <laughs> it, 
And we'll be like... Backbreakers nonstop to the children. Spoiler alert, since we probably won't even discuss this later on. It'll be like when Mojo was throwing the cheeseburger guy, but with children. <laughs> Thank God it was <laughs> this week. Yeah. Todd was probably in the hospital. As soon as I saw that it was uh, somebody else in the cheeseburger shirt, I was like, oh, that's an indie wrestler that he can throw across the auditorium. <laughs> and Todd was obviously an actor who was not going to allow him to throw... We'll, we'll see what we'll happens if we letter. get to that yeah. bit. Okay, uh, so one of the things that I t- took as a note here was that they kept having Seth look scared of Drew McIntyre. Every time they were in the ring together, he would, like, back off a couple steps, I which mean, really I don't think is appropriate. Mac is seven feet tall, pure muscle. I know that you're doing the heel announcer I bit. I am not. I am 100%. Are you saying he's a big Mac? He is a big Mac. <laughs> good, good. Do you see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw what you did. It's like the hamburger sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did he have special sauce ready for several? <laughs> that was in the hair. Oh, gross. <laughs> All the hair was dripping with Thousand Island dressing. <laughs> Anyway, our match ended here with a disqualification for our friends Drew and Dolph. It's also our show ends. (laughs) Disqualification? Good. There was a really good bit before we end. Okay. So, um, Zig and Mac, they were, like, teaming up on Rollins while the ref was distracted. And when the ref turned around, Zig pretended to walk away, checking an imaginary watch. Oh, that was funny. That was really funny. I wanted to give him props. Uh, so <laughs> Drew and Duff were disqualified when the re- revival came in and attacked Seth and Roman to continue their little uh, quasi feud with Roman over uh, Roman getting too many undeserved opportunities. Agreed. Agreed. So what do we have next here? Um, next we had our constable Baron Corbin. Oh, our constable Baron Corbin, who was doing a backstage recreation of the Big Cass versus Daniel Bryan situation, only with Finn Balor. Continually calling Finn Balor, who is not short and small, just a little bit shorter than Constable Baron, repeatedly calling him short and small. Cass, go ahead. I I know that you're a big fan of our raw constable. Well, um, Constable Baron Corbin, I just want to point out he's looking very professional in his vest, dressing for the part. Um, and he had the announcer redo his entrance to call him Stephanie McMahon's personally appointed constable of raw Baron Corbin, which I thought was really good. Um, he had like a nice, they had a nice back and forth where they were just taking jabs at each other the whole time. And Constable Corbin explained last week, he wasn't interrupting Finn. He was just trying to help him. And I believe him. Finn was looking gassed out last week and he needed some help. Yeah, I will will agree with that. So he pulled him out of the ring just to try and talk strategy, and Finn attacked him, unprovoked, causing them to both get DQ'd. That is very true, I guess, from a certain point of view. (laughs) And uh, then Finn again attacks Constable Corbin, saying, sorry that my comments about your vest last week got you fired from TGI Fridays, and that he does deserve an apology from whoever gave him that haircut. 
both hitting below the belt. Corbin has been looking great. Well, no, uh, characteristically, vests and the haircut are above the belt. Mm, I guess that's true. But anyway, uncalled for, unprofessional from that little twerp, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Tiny? Tiny little dwarf twerp. I will say the um, the short jokes were probably just like pieces of script they didn't want to lose after they like, fired after they fight big cats. cats. They were, yeah. What are we gonna do with this we comedy have all gold? This we spun gold. <laughs> well, next uh, we're gonna have Daniel Bryan and the Miz, but the Miz isn't that much taller. Who's tall? Oh, Constable Baron Corbin, and who's a tiny little man? Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Thank God for these writers. They, they couldn't have Drew McIntyre do it because I haven't seen him on mic, but usually you can't understand anyone with a Scottish accent. That's true. Oh, I mean, I love Mac, but don't give him a mic. No, he would need subtitles. Yeah. And half the audience can't. <laughs> I mean, they were in Sioux Falls. Can't see the TV. Can't fucking read. There you have it, everybody. That's your Nuclear Heat podcast for this week. We've insulted the entire audience. I Anybody from Sioux Falls that wants to come for Philly, come for it. Right. They'll get destroyed. All right. Up next, we saw our good friends and Riot Girls. Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan were backstage with Cassandra's good friend and favorite wrestler, Elias. Elias. Uh, that was uh, to get in a song with Elias, who refused to play for the Sioux Falls audience. Yeah, they just, Sioux Falls is not because good enough. Because they suck. Because they, they don't use Elias song. Right. They have an axe, they don't use it. Like, why? Yeah. Uh, so instead, he played a brief song for our friends Morgan and Just Sarah. Just a beautiful little acoustic bit, you know? And which, you know, got them really pumped to break stuff backstage and throw a trash can mm-hmm. and whatever that all else they Just did. Just being little punks like they little are. Little punks. That and led us. great. And we know Ruby Riot injured over the weekend by a police dog backstage. The same she, police dog. It was the same. <laughs> <laughs> he was back. <laughs> Recovered from the suplex. <laughs> Recovered from that suplex from Shinsuke. Attacked Ruby Riot unprovoked. She was out of the match for the week. But my girls in the Riot Squad, they worked right through it. She's been a great leader. They didn't need her there. I'm sure she was watching, cheering them on from home. From probably the hospital. Probably the hospital. That goddamn police dog. All right. And up, up, next, <laughs> up next, we had Ember Moon versus Liv Morgan. Um, uh, this was a good match. I like this. Uh, uh, Liv did a really good job of making Ember look good. She's really good at uh, make, selling the moves oh, from yeah. the, the babyface women. The, yeah. Heroes. Uh, it's true. I wish she could get into the ring more, but it's hard when there's the three of them. You got to get all three of them in at the same time. Yeah. Um, she doesn't do the best job during the parts where she's ahead, where mm-hmm. you know where she's beating down the uh, baby faces. But I think she'll get there. She yeah. is doing a really good job selling. Probably the second woman seller to Sasha. Sasha. Sasha is the best at selling. Sasha is the Dolph Ziggler of sell. Yes. Terrible friend, great sales. I would agree with that. She is like the Dolph Ziggler of selling. Dolph Ziggler sells the shit out of anything. Uh, Absolutely. People in sales, traditionally terrible friends. (laughs) 
Come for us, salesman. <laughs> that's it. We're coming for you, salesman. That, that's the special part of this July 4th episode. We're just coming after everybody. Everyone. That's it. We're done. We're independent. We're of not playing audience. around. We're we're a squad of riders. Oi, oi, oi. We're going to destroy everything. Good effort. Good effort. All right. Up next, we had the second Roman Reigns Tag match of the night, which, spoiler alert, is also the second Roman Reigns match of the night to end in a disqualification. And this was uh, the third fucking time that we've seen this exact same match uh, in as many weeks. Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley versus The Revival. I, I, Last week I said some positive things about the rematch. This time I'm not going to say positive things. This was not good. They're doing, they're same, working the same bit. Uh, the nothing happened in the match until the end where the revival got well first Bobby Lashley got kicked out of the ring for spending too much time in the ring (coughs) an inordinate amount of time in the ring where he should have been disqualified which was immediately followed up by the revival getting disqualified for spending too much time in the ring beating down uh, Roman Reigns it made no sense which no, you know what? I did find I did find a highlight to this match. Uh, something I actually have in common with the revival, and that is we don't care about this match. <laughs> I agree true. with that. <laughs> I actually had written down I have never been a fan of the revival, but them constantly attacking Roman Reigns over the past couple of weeks, I'm now a huge fan, and I want to continue to see them beating the shit out of him on a regular basis. I don't care where it is. Does it even, have to be on Does it require any no. setup? He could uh-uh. be behind the scenes talking to Kurt yeah. Angle. Hey, Kurt Angle, I don't like Bobby Lashley that much. And then the revival Rival. just comes out and hits him from behind and beats I, him up. I also did have one comment in that. How is the one member of the revival that looks like an old-timey strongman not the one named Dash? He has a normal name. <laughs> All right. All right. So throughout the match, Roman had refused to tag in Bobby Lashley. Earlier in the night, he did say, you just stand on the apron, I'm going to get us the W. So at the end, when Roman was getting his beat down, Bobby Lashley, remember, Bobby is a babyface at this time, left Roman in the ring to take his beat down. His his head was hung low. But but he was committed, but he was, yeah, there was some sadness there. Yeah, okay. All right. If wrestlers are capable of feeling emotion, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Through the muscles? I don't know. Uh, so we were confirmed that we have Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns coming to a head, confronting each other. Extreme rules. Extreme rules. Is it going to be an Extreme Rules match? No. Then fuck it. Extreme rules. Remember ECW? This isn't that. We've announced one extreme match. Bobby Lashley was the last ECW champion. Everything else is the same old shit. I mean, it wasn't the real ECW. It was the WWE ECW, but Who knows the difference? (laughs) Oof. Everyone that saw it. (laughs) Everyone that saw it knew the difference. All right. Next, we had... No way, Jose versus No way, Jose. No, no way, Jose. Versus Mojo Rally once again in a repeat of something we saw previously. Well, the first week there was a match. The second week there was no match, and Mojo Rally picked on the cheeseburger. And this third week there was no match. Mojo Rally 
tossed the cheeseburger around and then threw No Way Jose into the apron of the ring, which is totally should not have happened. Guys can only take those uh, apron bumps so many times. The apron is, in reality, even though the uh, announcers say it, and you should doubt everything the announcers say, because of physics, the apron edge of the ring is actually stiffer than the middle of the ring. So guys should not be hitting that. No. I would say anywhere but the pay-per-view, but, uh, okay, once in a while, Seth and Dolph can do it. These two losers should not be doing big spots like that because then next week, now, you know, Seth and Dolph have to do it and they shouldn't have to. Those things, Kevin Owens has to do it because those people that sucked it in. <laughs> so I don't want to see that again. I'd, I'd be okay with Kevin Owens doing it from like an 85 foot ladder. 85? Well, he already did it from a hundred foot ladder at the whatever pay-per-view we just watched. Two one hundred foot ladders stacked on top of each other. And with Braun Strowman underneath of him and Brock Lesnar on top. It was a giant man sandwich. Uh-huh. They squashed a him. Manwich, if you will. Oh, oh. manwich. Into the announce table. But first they had stacked the Spanish and Mandarin announce tables on top of it. It was through three tables, sandwiched between two monsters amongst men. Yes. Spandarin, if you will. (laughs) You are on fire, my man. All right. All right. We had had a little bit with our good friend and excellent speaker and actress, Ronda Rousey, who announced that she would be buying a ticket to Extreme Rules. In, it's rude um, that Vince just wasn't going to give her a ticket. I mean, well, she's suspended from Raw oh. by our friend Kurt Angle, so it would be really unjust if she got a free I mean, ticket. If she, she should have to pay. Up, Kurt better fire her. That, he, he lays yeah, down the he, wall at Raw. He's the authority of Raw. Yeah. He's not the authority of the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. That at best is Stephanie. In fact, co-branded. So he is (laughs) him responsible for Extreme Rules. That's right, everyone. I don't know if you heard it from the announcers. They only said it a few times this week. All pay-per-views are now co-branded. And your first pay-per-view is free for new (laughs) subscribers on the WWE (laughs) Network. You can watch Extreme Rules for free, which is good. Because I wouldn't suggest paying for it, knowing what's on the card. Anyway, instead, use that money to donate to our Patreon. Five dollars, and you get the technical show next week about finger blasting. And then, (laughs) (laughs) the following week, a technical show maybe about wrestling. We'll also be released in Spandarin on the Nuclear Finger Blast Podcast. (laughs) Alright, so I don't know why on earth you would announce that... Ronda Rousey is going to be at the pay-per-view. They really should have left it a surprise. It should have been a surprise. I don't and think they're going to sell more network uh, subscriptions with it. And, I mean, if you don't already have the network, it's free for the first month. So. And then on the Monday following the pay-per-view, yeah, she won't be allowed at Raw, but they could show her at home and she could explain how she bent the rules yeah. and it would be way more clever than her explaining it before she yeah. bends the rules. Yeah, so that so that's our that's our take on the Ronda Rousey gonna be at the Get extreme rules. Here. 
Okay, up next we had Mickey James versus Nia Jax. Um, Nia had a promo before the match where she was talking directly to Alexa Bliss. So they both brought out, you know, backup. Uh, so Mickey brought out Alexa Bliss. Nia was talking directly to Alexa, then turned to Mickey and said, I see you brought your little insect with you, blah 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 whatever nonsense. Being just such a bully. But little insects can do big things. My my problem yeah, with this she's is talking why about the say role that match champ. Why say that right after you were just talking to Alexa Bliss? Oh, Obviously you saw that she I brought her. Why. Because it's badly She's written. She's terrible on the mic. Ooh, I'm oh, I'm Naya. Bully Naya Jax for being terrible on the mic. <laughs> just give the mic yeah. to Alexa. She's a true professional. She knows how to speak. She should be in control if she's not we'll wrestling. Have Alexa and Natalia will talk. Yes. And Naya and Mickey, Mickey will wrestle. Yeah. And that would have been perfectly fine. Or actually, we'll have it be a fatal three-way where uh, Natalia, Naya, and Mickey will wrestle. And Alexa will talk for all four of them. Yeah. She and- could do it. And she could talk for all four of them the whole time and then get in the match and take the fucking win. That's how great she is. The fucking goddess of WWE. All right. All right. Calm down. So Nia Jax did get the eventual win over Mickey James. She cheated. Yes, obviously. Uh, Setting us up for the big uh, rematch for the women's championship at Extreme Rules. Which was unfairly made an extreme rules match which is so far the only one announced for the extreme rules pay-per-view but without it's one week away they didn't give alexa any time to prep they just sprung it on her out of nowhere okay so and now we got to our main event and this if you can call it that no this is a main event for the ages uh kevin owens and braun Strowman were in the ring after after trying to weasel out of the match throughout the entire episode kevin owens finally did meet up with uh braun Strowman. they looked at each other for about 10 seconds uh braun Strowman picked up kevin and threw him across the ring and kevin backed out of the ring and ran away that's right. Your main event he, for Raw. He ran. He ran so far away. <laughs> and since Braun was very invested in this win, he had to stay in the ring for the ref's entire 10 count, giving Kevin a 10-second head start to get away to the back, back to his car that we saw earlier at the valet stand, uh, near a totally inconspicuous, but luckily there, porta potty and we find out that Kevin uh, forgot his keys. He left them in the locker room. He didn't bring them into the ring because if he fell on them, they might... That'd be an ouchie. Yeah, that would hurt. Yeah. Spiked himself on his keys. But he forgot to go to the locker room before he went to his car. And we know that Braun Strowman can flip cars over. So he was in a lot of trouble. Luckily, I saw Braun Strowman one time do a Greenberry obstacle course in 43 <laughs> seconds. Nobody can do that. Well, I mean, Bobby Lashley did it in 38, didn't he? Oh, shit. That was 43. I was 43? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Way to ruin the joke, Rob! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Uh, so, Kevin, although he looked at the production truck and could have chosen that non-stinky place, or at least less stinky place, he decided to hide in the porta potty And then, after approximately the length of a ten count, Braun Strowman caught up, looked around like the biggest dum-dum in the world. I think he looked under the car, under the production truck. Where is he? Where is Kevin Owens? And then he saw the porta potty his last thing that he could check, and knocked on the door and put on a little girl voice and said, Hello, is anybody in there? To which Kevin Owens replied, It's occupied, get out of here. It doesn't matter what he replied, why on earth would you reply? <laughs> There's no way Braun Strowman can do it, a realistic little girl voice. And, and it would be a little girl. Yeah. Wow, it, it's like a little girl that wants to give you these hands. <laughs> oh, that is really yeah. creepy. Yeah, yeah. sounds like a, a Craigslist ad I responded to once. <laughs> that, that's, that's what you get here on the naked, the nuclear finger blast podcast. <laughs> All right, there's your raw main event. Let's move over to SmackDown. Oh, did we get to the end of the the porta potty incident? Oh God, I forgot. Yeah. He, he put two wraps of duct tape around the porta potty, which obviously would hold in a 265-pound man trained at wrestling. Well, two pieces of duct he's tape. Like oh, yeah. 195, if anything. <laughs> Kevin Owens? Yes. No, I, no. Are you including the basketball that he keeps under his shirt? No. <laughs> oh. That is too far. Yeah. You leave Kevin Owens Anyway. Alone. He is a great wrestler and he is in shape. Braun dragged the porta potty all the way through the auditorium. Uh, yelled at some backstage guy. It wasn't clear who he was. Get out of my way or you'll get these hands. Same one that got yelled at by the ride squad. This poor guy backstage. His first week at WWE. I'm to do my job. He's an unpaid intern. <laughs> Doesn't work for WWE. He works for the stadium. So Braun brought the porta potty to a ramp at the edge of the stage that's totally there every week. There's Definitely a ramp that leads up to where he was bringing the board potty every week. They rarely film it, so you don't notice it, but it's there. It's usually in the shadows. Uh, yeah. uh, and l- set the porta potty right at the edge, looked around, acknowledged the crowd so they would do the yes chant. Idiots at Sioux Falls. And speared the porta potty off the edge of the. Uncalled for. Uh, yes, all right off the edge of the stage. There were- 265 pounds of shit fell out of that porta potty, as well as whatever was in the tank. <laughs> Hundreds of EMTs <laughs> ran over with a backboard, a brace, a neck brace, grabbed Kevin Owens, although they were loath to touch him because he was covered in blue porta potty chemicals. Ha 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 ha! Jeff Hardy's makeup. Knee slapper. <laughs> Jeff Hardy's uh, Walter White. Provisions <laughs> spilled all over Kevin Owens. It's a Hardy Boys secret. They uh, they keep porta potties stashed throughout the stadium. <laughs> yeah, backup shirt, shirts, Jenkos, makeup. I'll be back soon. Definitely no meth in here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, now that we've gotten through the glorious Raw main event, thank you WWE and your talented writing staff. Can we get to the SmackDown? You After mean the B messages. show? The B show? The blue show? <laughs> After these messages for... We'll be right 
back. I don't know. Oh, yeah, we're just she's gonna. Oh, I got a half a beer here. Oh, but you can get a purple bed so if you like. Uh, you like the purple ad- beds and shit. Do you like audio books? Yeah, Audible is rad. Uh, if you need a website, there's that square thing. Anything else? They're um, not paying us, but if you like beer, go to Forgotten Boardwalk in Cherryville, New Jersey. Uh, yeah, and, you know, listen to the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. He's pretty cool. All right. <laughs> now, now, SmackDown. First, I'd like to tell you about this little thing I have called a Diva Cup. <laughs> it sounds like it's really good for the environment. It is excellent for the environment. Now, I could use cotton pads and tampons and... What do you do? Throw them away. You know how wasteful that is when there are just... Please, I don't want to know about it. dripping from my uterus. And they're full of chemicals. <laughs> oh, they're full of chemicals? Yeah, they, they keep you bleeding. Yeah. They, they want you to keep hemorrhaging because more blood, more profit. Ah, uh, big blood pharma. Money. Big pharma, literal uh, blood money. From big tampon. <laughs> big pawn. <laughs> <laughs> Not big pun. Um, but yeah, the Diva Cup. The Diva Cup. It's. Uh, I'm not sure what the material is made out of, uh, but it's, it's. But you stick it in your vagina. You don't know what yeah. it's made out of? No, I'm not a hundred percent. It's just banana peels. <laughs> it was probably you know like recycled cardboard, and uh, it feels flexible. Maybe it's like old soda bottles, garden hose. Eh, a little this, all of that. Can we please? Flexi hose. Please, all right, all right. Yes. Can we please talk about wrestling? <laughs> All right. So after um, after years of wrestling with the amount of waste I produce each month from my vagina, <laughs> I now collect it every couple hours in this little diva cup, and I just flush it down the toilet, and then I just rinse it out in the sink. And it's so quick, you didn't realize I was doing your bathroom. And where can you buy this product? Anywhere. Yeah. Whole Foods, Target, Wegmans. <laughs> Whole Foods. <laughs> Whole Foods has it. Yeah, they, they do. are very natural. Yeah. Um, a vape, the vape shop by me, they have it. <laughs> uh, they had to make this section a little bit smaller because they got in CBD oil. Ooh. But also, um, it's called Planet Vapes. Why don't they go with Planet of the Vapes? I feel it's like, a, I, yeah, missed it's opportunity. A missed opportunity. That's why vapors are all dipshits. They were too book. high, I think. Then they're usually dipshits. So now they've alienated everyone and everyone has stopped listening. SmackDown was live from Omaha, Nebraska. What do we have to say about Omaha? Omaha, great fucking steaks. idiots. I don't buy from Omaha Steaks. I buy from a real <coughs> company, ButcherBox, not paying us delicious meats. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so SmackDown opened up with Team Hell No reviving their bullshit yes-no back-and-forth tantrum. Which was a big thing back in the day. You had you had a snippet about five years ago somewhere. That. You had a snippet about the history of it, right? Yes. In the past, they would go back and forth saying yes and no, yes and no. Then their team hell no. The end. That's it. There is no snippets. Does Kane's brother that's ever get in on the you. action? Who's Kane's brother? The Undertaker. The Undertaker. It's his real life brother. Yes. Yes. So then they go. Yes, no, yes, yes, no, yes, yes, no, yes. Mm-hmm. There's two yeses and one now. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, so they switch, they do like a Bugs Bunny on it. So yeah. he's on Daniel Bryan's side then, I assume? If he's saying yes? I don't, I don't. I've lost track of where this bit is. They're, might... they're a bit or our bit? Both. Which bit? Both. <laughs> Who's on first? 
I wrote, uh, thank God. I hate myself. Yes, yes, you should. <laughs> the it's a classic for a reason. Yeah. Uh, the users come out talking major smack about hugs. Mm-hmm. Because they know Bailey's, she's out in counseling. Yeah, they're not, she's not. And she's not even on the show, but she's still in counseling. She could come out any time and beat the shit out of them. She could. Like, if I was them, I would not be saying anything about Bailey right now. She's on a fucking tear. She's cursing on TV. She's not giving out any hugs anymore. And, you know, I would watch myself saying anything bad about Bailey as well. Because you could end up in Dr. Shelby's office Ooh. if you get in a fight with Bailey. And no one wants that. Whatever his seven bits of friendship, hustle, loyalty, and respect, whatever it was. <laughs> Lying, cheating, stealing. Lying, cheating, lying, cheating stealing, hustle, hustle loyalty, loyalty respect. respect, friendship, Dr. Shelby. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, yes, the Usos. The Usos came out. Uh, Paige comes out, gives the Usos a chance against Team Hell No to go for the championship at Extreme Rules. So... If, but not presumably not presumably not an extreme rules match. No, not a, it's just a tag match. I mean, if it was extreme rules, then the bludgies could use their hammers, which is dangerous, dangerous way to go. They it's not Mjolnir; it's fucking Nerf hammers, spray painted bronze. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Paige did say that yes, if Team Hell No wins, it remains the bludgies versus Team Hell No at Extreme Rules. If the Uzos win, it's the Bludgies versus Team Hell No versus the Uzos at Extreme Rules. I'm really hoping, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm hoping the Uzos win. I'd really love to see that fatal three-way. Oh, so we have, uh, let's see, I guess we're going to skip over the back uh, backstage bits. <laughs> well, we've got the Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Jeff Hardy weirdness. Looking which... backwards the whole time. Last week he was upside down. This week he's backwards. I mean, yeah, next week he's gonna crawl out of the TV like the girl from the oh ring. God, I would love that. Yeah. Here, here. <laughs> uh, so he's got the open challenge for the U.S. Championship. He was he was it was supposed to be up against Nakamura, but that's still put off because of his injuries from yeah. the police dog. Well, which I is just running rampant at I WWE. I was really events. thinking the police dog was gonna come out for the open challenge and challenge Hardy. <laughs> German Shepherd in a singlet and a SWAT vest. Oh, yeah. He just comes out and takes the belt. I can see it. And then we've got a police dog defending every week on SmackDown as the United States champion. A fighting champion defending every week. <laughs> Seth Rollins, the dog. Uh, so it ends up being Jeff Hardy versus The Miz. Hardy just absolutely owns the ropes. And I will say, Jeff carries that U.S. championship with pride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> proud to be an American. Proud of the flag. And always stands for the national <laughs> anthem. Never kneels. All of these no. All of these athletes Stand, are standing. Stands for the flag, kneels for the cross. Mm-hmm. The way it should be. <laughs> Sucks on the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. I actually like you, but you're a target, man. You know what? We can we can say things about people we like. That's what friendship and is. And like, the Miz really should have won the match. So I'm gonna say Jeff already get out of here. The Miz should have won. He was cheated out of the win. Yeah, his feet got tangled up in the ropes a little bit. He was not cheating. The ref thought he was cheating, which allowed Hardy to get the swanton and the pin. And it's unfair. And I think there should be a rematch next week. You're just upset because your little boy Miz 
had his face get a tour of the turnbuckles. I mean, I'm going to give it to Hardy on this one. It looked really good. It looked really cool. Plus, he shouted out the name of a sponsor with every turnbuckle. Yeah, but... Uh, there was uh, there were the contact lines one and catch the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one eight hundred contacts. Boom! Liberty Mutual. Boom! Sonic. Boom! Flispy. Boom! Rocket Mortgage. Boom! And the, the match was lost there. Never mind what the Miz was up to. Yeah, I mean that's really it looked really good, and, and that's where the money was made. Yeah, he made a little money for WWE, and that's what it's all about. And not rock money, but no, of course I mean not. not rock money until. This Christmas, when Rough Rough Rap comes out, out. Oh then we're talking God, about. I'm so excited. Money, money, money. I'm excited. You know, you thought Solo was embarrassed by the other Star Wars movies. Well, <laughs> wait until we see the box office records <laughs> I think... of Rough Rough Rap. They're gonna they're gonna cancel the next Star Wars real movie, not the Solo stories. Mm-hmm. They're also getting. The police dog as one of the stars of Ruff Ruff Ruff. So with his title run as U.S. champ leading into Ruff Ruff Ruff, it's going to be a huge runaway success. All right. All right. There was a great crowd sign out there for this match. I don't know if you guys caught it, but somebody had a sign that said, when my sign goes up. Your mouth goes shut. And I, <laughs> Bravo, sir, whoever you are. Wonderful sign. Yeah, There's so many stupid signs. Yeah. That yeah. one was good. We'll almost guarantee you're not listening. But if you are, if you could just like give a shout-out to us. The one Next clever time you person make a sign. in Omaha. Next time you make a sign, put our Patreon up on it, yeah. and uh, yeah, we'll show you something. The yeah. one we'll clever person in Omaha. Yeah. The one person we saw that was clever from Omaha. It was probably somebody visiting the Omaha one? from yeah. either Philadelphia or That's New Jersey. True. where. One literate person in the audience <laughs> at Omaha with a good sign. Probably was not from Omaha All or right. Sioux Falls. All right. The one We're going to move on. We're not the thing. Oh, one more. One more. Well, one person, us. if Omaha was on fire, the one person we would pull out. <laughs> Is that guy with the sign. That guy with the sign. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> next, we had what was looking to be the, be- the probably the best event I've seen in wrestling oh, yeah. so far. New Day. 3rd of July, first annual pancake eating contest. You thought that this was going to top the B the B team's barbecue oh, bash, yeah. whatever the hell. I that didn't was. see the barbecue yeah. bash. Oh my goodness. That's, that's what I say. Best best event I'd have seen so far. This has New Day in it. The that's, barbecue yeah. did not have New Day. That's I'm true. sorry, B team, but if you don't have New Day, I'm not going your stupid barbecue. Yeah, fuck your barbecue. So red, white, and blue pancakes in this motherfucker. Yeah. So, during this, Byron Saxton was the host, and he did a better job as the host of this, putting over the uh, New Day, than the announcers ever do putting anyone he over had, at any time. He also had, I know this is a little fashiony, but he looked great. He had a good costume on. He was very patriotic. He did a great job announcing, I agree. Get him on there more. But, the paper pork pie hat with mm-hmm. the, uh, look for a very barbershop quartet. Very celebratory. Usually, when the New Day comes out, we get somebody saying, I don't like pancakes. And somebody else saying, well, I do like pancakes. And that kind of nonsense. Yes, no, yes, no. Yeah. Byron Saxton managed to list every title that every member of the New Day has ever held, which is actually surprisingly a long list. I mean, Kofi, yeah, Kofi's a Kofi's alone. had like 20, 20 titles. Xavier had a, a few legend. less. 
Biggie has had some tag runs. They sounded like well, they he sound- blew off Biggie. Yeah, they sounded good though. He worked yeah. to make them sound good, which is, believe it or not, you wouldn't know it listening to the announce team. But that's the announce team's job. Yeah. I can't believe it. Anyway, I mean Corey Graves, he really gives it his all every week. <laughs> oh, he is the pride of the announce team. Yes. I can't even I, keep that one up. I, I wish I could give him all of the diarrhea it would take to kill a man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a bold statement. I, I, wi- I wish him a very uncomfortable death. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You leave Corey Graves alone. <laughs> all right. Uh, but Why don't you bring us back to the segment? <laughs> I should have known something was up. They reveal the pancakes, and on the table, there's there's no water. Yeah. Any eating contest, if there's nothing to drink, you know something's wrong. You know something's wrong, yeah. Also, no syrup. It would be very unfair to make one person eat pancakes that were dyed red and another person eat pancakes that were dyed blue while the third had naturally colored pancakes. Is white a natural color? Oh, I thought they were. Oh, no, they were white. They were. They were all going to be gross. I would think red is probably the grossest. Unless they were flavored. They could have been raspberry, blueberry. Probably That's not. true. I, I would assume White berry, I see. And, and blueberries, blueberries in your pancake do not make your pancakes, like, bright neon oh, no, blue. No, no, no. Artificial flavoring. They took a highlighter into those pancakes. <laughs> it's called food coloring, you idiot. Learn how to cook. It was the blue Kool-Aid. <laughs> okay. Um, but then... Sanity comes in, Ugh. fucks it up. Fuck Sanity. That's all I wrote in my notes. I really wanted to see New Day in their pancake eating contest. And Sanity, last week I hated them. Before I hated them. I still hate them. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, the, the trifecta of uh, Skinhead McBeard, uh, Blumpkin, and who's the other one? Who knows? The rest. And the rest. <laughs> and, Skinhead and, McBeard, and rest. Blumpkin, and the rest. <laughs> Blumpkin McSkirt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's they, the Scottish one. The Scottish one, yeah. Killian Dane for even folks out there <laughs> in nuclear heatland. Bolu McIntyre. Bolu <laughs> <Blumpkin> McIntyre. <laughs> Nobody knows it's Drew McIntyre's brother. A little bit of <laughs> secrets revealed again. Uh, again, it's all right. Two These two about. are mad that New Day took a beat down. We'll move yes. to the next segment. Right, I wasn't happy either, all but right. these you two are very You were cheering mad. for sanity the whole time. <laughs> you fucking asshole. You sit over there and claim to be a good guy when you're just a heel the entire time. Moving you on. Can't even defend it. I'm sorry, we've got the move on signal from our program. Wrap it up! <laughs> Right. Enough is enough. All right, Vince. <laughs> uh, You're so. in our ear the whole time trying to tell us what to say. <laughs> no more Blumpkin. Stop being mean to AJ. <laughs> Leave flattered styles alone. Speaking of. <laughs> it's not even next. See how we do those transitions? That's how you transition to Oscar versus Ellsworth. Speaking of segues. By making fun of AJ. <laughs> He'll eventually be out. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like when you click on the, the scumbags in Wikipedia, you eventually come up to Hitler. So you, you go through that AJ Styles, you eventually come to Ellsworth. Hitler Styles. <laughs> uh, Oscar versus Ellsworth. Uh, Ellsworth. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Mister mm-hmm. James Huxtable Ellsworth. Yeah. Uh, 
It would delay the match uh, by stretching, doing push-ups. When the match starts, he just he keeps jumping out of the ring, mm-hmm. which is it's it's almost a sound strategy. A little bit of uh, a little bit of rope a dope. Yeah. I mean, with somebody as dangerous as Asuka, you don't want to get into too close quarters with her. You really oh, yeah, want to no. make some distance, get away. She will destroy you. You know, watching it. You know, I was a little surprised, but I thought to myself, I wish I could have predicted how this match would go last week. <laughs> if only. If only I had known. If only you had started a... the technical podcast on the Patreon and let us know what was going to happen. Yeah. Where for just $5 yeah. a month, you can hear our predictions, our, our technical uh, rollout. True thoughts about wrestling, really in depth. Really in depth. Mm-hmm. And, and it just completely... <laughs> How to for finger blasting. You'll both tell us what you really feel about AJ Styles. <laughs> Look, we're holding back a lot. We don't want to embarrass you or embarrass WWE or Flatter Earth Styles. So we're trying to keep it professional. All right, Asuka versus Ellsworth, Mike. And we were at the part where he got a slap in the face. We're at the part where he got a slap in the face. Uh, I was I was more uh, distracted by his, his gear, which he did have. He did have an Ellsworth branded shirt. I thought, yeah, he actually had something. I thought he was not going to have something this week, but... It didn't exactly look like an Ellsworth-branded WWE shirt. It looked like he went down to the local dirt mall and <laughs> said, can you put anything I want on a t-shirt? Look, and at, I said, absolutely, we got these glue-on letters, at man. At the Berlin Mart in Berlin, New Jersey, <laughs> you can get anything you could ever possibly need. They're not paying us, but we're huge Don't give fans that shit away for free. <laughs> of the dirt mall. The dirt mall. <laughs> no, where he he goes up to the to the booth at the farmers market. He says, "Can I?" Oh, that was a point of that. Uh, he says, "Can I? Can, is it is it true? I can have a shirt made here with anything on it." And they say, "Jim, take off the fucking sunglasses. Get back to work." <laughs> <laughs> I thought first what? off. Carmella looked great. She came out, she was guest announcing, and every time Ellsworth jumped out of the ring, she helped him. She told him to get back in the match, encouraged him, you know, you got this. That's over there, big guy. Yeah, you got this. We're friends. We can take Asuka. But, of course, he ran away again like a little bitch through the audience. Asuka, you know, gave chase. Well, he did, before this, he did tear off his shirt to reveal not one, but two. Offspring, Offspring tattoos, tattoos and his his hand me down trunk or say I guess it'd be hand me up trunks from Hornswoggle. Yeah, yeah, they would be up. Yeah, because Hornswoggle's short. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're suggesting that a grown man was wearing a, a little person's trunks to the ring. Yes, yes. Well, Hornswoggle, two hundred pounds of lean cut muscle, so he's about the same size. Well, no, I think they actually look kind of baggy on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Hornswoggle had to sit naked underneath the ring the whole time, waiting for his trunks to be handed back. You, you could see the Nike swish on the mm. socks that uh, Ellsworth had tucked in the front of the trunks. <laughs> One of the socks is hanging out a little <laughs> bit on the side. <laughs> but, yes, then he uh, there's double elimination, because Ellsworth just takes the fuck off mm-hmm. of the ring. Uh, Oscar chases him. Out of the ring. Backstage. Back into the ring. Well, back ring's Basically back. making this an uh, exact repeat of Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens yeah. from earlier in the I week. I mean, it works well, so, so well. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was waiting for Ellsworth to jump into the porta potty. (laughs) Oscar was going to carry the porta potty over her shoulder, fireman style. And she could. She is dangerous. The Empress of Tomorrow is a tough, tough woman. You can't get into close quarters with her. You don't. You don't want to be trapped in a porta potty with Oscar. (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, but the next match uh, was AJ, the Earth is as flat as my Iron Styles versus Aiden English. Uh, I thought it was weird that getting getting into the ring, AJ had it, it was like almost thirty seconds of silence. I don't know if he was just appreciating everything around him, yeah. just how phenomenal he was. I mean, this is the first time I saw the phenomenal entrance. Oh, when he kept trying to allow the crowd to chant and they weren't quite doing it. Well, is that what it was? It's the idiots yeah. at Omaha, Nebraska don't know how to WWE correctly. Yeah. It's like they've never even watched a show. Yeah. Well, they probably can't afford the cable TV well, yeah, package. Yeah, ever, ever since, ever you since you got the cable TV. <laughs> once WWE went to went to cable, and yeah. I was like, no, we we could watch it Saturday mornings mm-hmm. on like on the clicky part that of the was TV for like two years. 40 years ago. <laughs> it's been on cable. Which is why it's a big deal when it comes to town. And have you ever been to the middle of the country? It is like time traveling 40 years back. <laughs> All right. So, the, so, the Mozart of Mayhem and the the king of the Flat Earth had their match. <laughs> Rusoff first off distracts Flat Earth Styles immediately to allow Aiden English to quickly... Start dominating the match. Oh, yeah, he shares And then immediately become dominated. Yeah. It it was a very quick match. We had Rusoff out to the side, really momingering it up to Aiden English, telling, (laughs) showing him the moves to do. He looked really good. Mess up his hair. Yeah, Yeah. get him. Get that hair. Which the distraction was Rusoff telling him that he left his uh, straightener plugged in. (laughs) It made him stop and think for a second. I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. Uh, but eventually, yeah, uh, Aiden English tapped out. He submitted to the calf crusher. Mm-hmm. To the calf crusher. Then my boy Rusev got in. That would fuck in. up a cow. Yeah. That would fuck up a baby cow. That is veal for everybody. It's true. Delicious. Yes. Uh, but then Rusev started bullying AJ Styles, which I'm usually not a fan, but bully well of bullying, but I'm okay with this with this instance. Yeah, Rusev looked great. Rips his shirt off. Bulgarian hero. Beating the shit out of Flat Earth Styles. I was Puts here him for in the it. accolade. I was living for the accolade. Then, you want to add in? No, I'm fine. Are you sure? I'm fine. You want to come to the defense of Aiden We'll Styles? see what happens at Extreme Rules. It will be Rusev Day. When, when the Phenomenal One meets Rusev Day one-on-one in a possibly Extreme Rules match <laughs> at, at Extreme Rules. Okay. Up next, bringing the ladies, it is Becky Lynch versus Peyton Royce of the I- Iconics, uh, who should not be doing close-ups. They did like that little pre-ring beforehand, and they, I, yeah. yeah. The problem is, uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay both beautiful. The makeup yeah. was so harsh this week; it was just overloaded. It was like somebody took Homer's makeup gun and just <laughs> shot the shit out of them right close range in the face. You know, it, it was, was like a police dog did their makeup. Yeah, the police dog was doing the makeup backstage. <laughs> he really fucked up my girls, the Iconics. They normally look great, yeah. and they didn't look good this week. We just learned about contouring! Yeah. 
it Everyone was can see that, ladies. <laughs> I know that, like, you've got to paint your face for TV and for theater, like, for, like, the couple rows so you can see it. They were painting for outer space on the icon. <laughs> Very back of the house. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Becky versus Peyton. Uh, oh, yeah, Becky won. So... Uh, <laughs> This was a very good match. She got the, yeah. There was a lot the of disarmor. Girls their dues. There was a lot of good back and forth. Becky looks great. Um Peyton looks Four great. Four or five wins in a row for yeah. Becky now. Which Becky's is good. really coming up. Which we predicted because remember we kept saying we really need to push on Becky. We really need to push on Becky. She's finally getting that push. She got five wins in a row. She's looking great. She's showing tearing, that fire. Tearing through Whoa. everybody on SmackDown. Oh. oh that, <laughs> that's one of the things they say about her. I didn't make that up. I, I thought I meant something else. Um, so. Peyton looked really good, too. Of course, she lost to the Disarmor. Womp womp. But how could you not? Yeah. I mean, you can't get out of that. Once it's locked in, it's you're like done. It's like the Oscar lock. Yeah, it's or like the accolade. It's like it so disarms dangerous. her. Uh-huh. Submission specialist. Mm-hmm. Oh. Last kicker. The last kicker. Barry Lynch. Oh, because it's a girl and she's kicking mm-hmm. the, the wrestling. Okay. The writers aren't perfect. Hey, I'm the- I'm, I Was I criticizing? <laughs> I was just saying... You said because it's a girl. Get it? Oh, yeah, girl, lass. She Irish is, is too, it so yeah. it's an Irish thing. Yeah, she's only she's usually only fighting women. I haven't seen her fight a guy yet. I'm, all right, I'm, I'm getting well, the same. Well, next week for the lumberjack match, <laughs> she'll probably get a few hits on on Ellsworth. Uh, but the finale of the evening, Jimmy and Jay. Ooh, so versus straight from the penitentiary. Straight. From, Uso penitentiary. You can't say that. That's their bit. I am not doing anything racist. <laughs> they call it the Uso penitentiary. Uso versus Team Hell No. Kane and Daniel Bryan Bryanson. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there was. I think the the big move of the night was the uh, was Kane just picking them both both, uh, both the Usos up and slamming them across the ring. Yeah, right over the top rope. That was that almost brought a tear to my yeah. eye. Um, what'd you like? I liked after that, you know, Kane gets out and then the Usos run around the ring, hop back in one at a time, suicide dive onto Kane one and then the other knocking King down. That, was, get, that looked great. They get DB back in the ring and they're dominating DB. Of course, Kane comes back, but then the Usos come back and they get super kicks, double super kicks on both guys. Uh, DB tries to do the yes jump off the top turnbuckle right into the double super kick. Of, that looked beautiful. Yeah, it looked really looked good. painful. <laughs> looked good. Usos looked good. I can't believe they lost the fucking match. They should have won. They should have won, but yeah. they didn't know who they're up against. They, well, they, they tried, underestimated, I guess, Team yeah. Hell No, who's been tried, off TV you know, for They tried to years. step, and they got their shit ruined. <sighs> I really think that the ref miscounted or something. They should have won. Uh, what, what are your insights? That, there, that has been a couple of uh, missteps here for, you know, former champions, the Usos. So hopefully they'll get themselves back together next week, or at least won't uh, pick the fight with the wrong people. Or they just bust in at Extreme Rules and kick the shit out of both teams. 
All right, so that's Raw and okay. SmackDown. What did everybody think? Okay. Was there more? Better? No, I just wanted to stop it. <laughs> uh, uh, you had a train of thought. I'm yeah. I think a pretty medium center of the road, maybe leaning towards not very good week of wrestling yeah, this week. Yeah, not the best week. Yeah. All right, we're back. back, podcast fans, with some new beers. Cassandra, you want to tell us about this beer? We're now drinking Victory's Sour Monkey. This sour... Um, puts a tasteful tart twist on golden monkey sweet fruity essence with a sharp citrus laden tang. Uh, it is 9.5% ABV and it is delicious. And our third Pennsylvania beer of the night. I, say, I, taste, I taste way more sour than I taste monkey in this. Yeah, they really hold back on the monkey. If you want mm. the full monkey taste, you gotta get the golden, the golden monkey. monkey. Absolutely. Alright, so. Moving on. Moving on after the two shows, I want to talk about the backstage nonsense. There was a fuck ton this week. Um, so I've got a couple bests, a couple worse. I don't know what you guys are thinking. You want to do the bests and then uh, go yeah. around the table for the worse? Yeah, know, build us up, then bring us down. I know that when we're in a huge fan of the Kevin Owens Braun Strowman bit this week, it was really great last week. Then they, of course, WWE ruins fucking everything that's funny in less than a week. And so that's WD, WWE stands for we wreck everything. We wreck everything. You know what? I didn't hate the bits. I hated the match. The match. The yeah. match. The bits. The bits were good. They showed Kevin Owens um, parking his car in the loading dock, and for some reason there was a valet in Sioux Falls, which we all know Sioux Falls can never afford a valet. I, I just wonder, are, are we meant to believe that all of these arenas constantly have a valet? Are we meant to believe that the WWE brings a valet I, along with them to I park assume... the wrestlers' rental cars? I assume that the valet is brought by WWE, but I speak I thought it was just because they were in California. Of course, there's valets everywhere there. But this week, you're in fucking shitty Sioux Falls. There's no way anybody Coming for you, Sioux Falls. can afford a valet. They're poor white trash. They're illiterate, as you remember illiterate. from earlier in the show. They're awful. So this must be WWE's personal valet. Kevin Owens refuses to give his keys. Um... We see a shot of the porta pot, you know. Dun, 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 dun. Which I thought it was. I thought that was just like the the producer saying, "Hey, can you tell the difference?" Come on now, everybody can spot the difference between Kevin Owens and a porta pot. Kevin Owens, 190 pounds, lean muscle, Canadian muscle, right there. He Whereas the porta potty had between good. two and 300 pounds of shit. Right in there. Yeah. Okay, that was the big difference. All right. 30 pounds. All right. So then there was another good bit with Kevin Owens. We saw our boy Ginger Mahal backstage, and as I predicted a couple weeks ago, you heard it here first on the Nuclear Heat podcast, they turned Ginger Mahal into a guru. I said it was going to happen. I was hoping it was going to happen. He was teaching Kevin Owens how to meditate. It was a pretty funny bit. Uh, Kevin Owens cannot meditate, probably because he's Canadian. Who knows why? Um, so I think that Jinder Mahal is the new Bagwan, and Sunil Singh is his Sheila. That's my prediction. And I can't wait for him to get this bit out a little bit more. So, eventually, Sunil Singh is going to try to have WWE's doctor kill Jinder Mahal? Is that what's going to happen? What he's going to do is poison the buffet at Golden Corral, as the Rajneesh poisoned the buffet. Wow. 
in Oregon. Wow. Right, the fuck they were. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. I'm predicting it. I'm calling it again. That's what's going to happen. Um, so then, of course, uh, we had my favorite bits of the night. My boy Kurt Angle, fake texting again, bringing it back. I missed it last week. Um, another good bit, I really liked Hardy's weird backstage backwards promo. Um, he's weird, I love it. Um, and the Iconics talking shit. I just shit wish on- they'd have him talk backwards like the arm from Twin Peaks. <laughs> that would be good. Like, like everything is happening in the Black Lodge in Hardy World. <laughs> Yeah. The Woken Universe. The Woken Universe is the Black Lodge, Lodge. from Twin Peaks. If only we could. Jeff Hardy David turns Lynch into in. a tree with a brain on the top of it. David Lynch, guest writer, guest director, coming up for the Woken Universe. Oh my god! I love I, it. I think it, it would really bring out the artsy weirdos who oh, yeah. really would enjoy wrestling as it even yeah. is now. It's as. One of our favorite people, Ben Kissel, likes to say, theater geeks who are muscly. Yeah. Yeah. And so the other best thing I had was the Iconics talking shit on Becky. I just love them. Um, so my worst thing was, of course, Bailey and Sasha's couples counseling. I know you guys have thoughts. This was my least favorite. On a very long roll. The longest segments were the Bailey, Sasha, and Dr. Shelby segments. I I would not wish watching this on my worst enemy. These were terrible. It was painful to get through. On a episode that was pretty painful to begin with, it really, first off, it drags the whole show down. It slows everything to a halt. Even worse than the regular nonsense backstage. And it's not funny. It feels like... Hear me out. I will not. At some point, Linda McMahon, when she was super pissed at Vince, forced (laughs) him to go to couples counseling. And now, for 25 years... can't get over it. We've had Vince writing these terrible couples counseling bits. And so every few months on TV, we get one of these garbage couples counseling things. So Vince can say, Hi, I hate you therapists! Fuck you! How how did it work for the for the McMahons? They're I think they're still, still together. together. Oh, well, Today, tomorrow, tomorrow forever. Vince and Linda. Yeah. Mike, did, <laughs> go ahead. Did you have any thoughts on Sasha and Bailey? Um, I thought aside from when they were doing their impressions of each other, it was it was overall garbage. Yeah. yeah. The impressions. There was a couple funny one-liners in there, but. They would have worked a lot better had it just been them talking shit yeah, to each other Yeah, we could have gotten backstage. there without without Dr. Shelby. Or talking yeah. shit to each other in the ring before they have a match. That would have been fine, too. Or even just Kurt mediating between the two yeah. of them. Yeah. Get my boy, yeah. Kurt Angle, in there. Or Constable yeah, Baron Corbin. Kurt could say, why don't you come to the Kurt Friendship Zone? Yeah. In a Whoever big wrote down friendship zone for Dr. Shelby to say? No, no, friend you, zone. Oh, friend zone. You yeah. know that was Vince. Because the, you know that Dr. Shelby was the name of the therapist that him and Linda had to go to, but it was a woman. But he was like, we'll make it a man here. We'll, we'll just keep the name. I fucking hated Dr. Shelby. We want this doctor to have power. Yeah. Make it a man. Give him muscles as well. Make him cut. Yeah. He's Get got BDE. I want to see his rippling muscles. And have him say something that everybody who watches can relate to. The friend zone. zone. <laughs> that was the backstage nonsense this week. 
the other thing that I had down for worst backstage nonsense was my boy Kurt Angle set a match for Lash and Reigns, finally, for Extreme Rules. I'm fucking over them so hard. Moving on. You know, my favorite backstage nonsense, though, was... <laughs> Was it? We'll go back to Kevin Owens when Kevin Owens met with Kurt Angle and was giving him reasons why he wouldn't have to have his match. A, I I didn't know this. This was surprised me. Kevin Owens is a great organizer, and he offered to organize Kurt's office for him, which is a very square deal. I definitely cancel a match for that. He also reminded Kurt that he is very close personal friends with Shania Twain, who we met on Twitter, both Canadian. Oh, yeah. Canadians and he offered together. To, to get Kurt and his wife Shania Twain tickets. I don't know. I know you guys know today's the 4th of July, last week, Canada Day. So. Really? Yeah. Uh, even if even if I had known, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. yeah. They have a day? They a whole a day? day? Yeah. Him and Shania Twain celebrated hard. I don't know if you guys saw the Instagram. And man... He felt like a woman. <laughs> 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 Moving right along, we've got the best slash worst things the announcer said this week. I've got a couple things. I had a favorite. You had a favorite, Mike? And then what you got? Uh, no, for the for the refs, I, I, I for, the, no, yeah, for the announcers, I really had nothing except for uh, for Byron in the ring. Byron looked good. Yeah. Um, during the Matt Hardy B-team match, Coach said the Miz was clearly holding the B-team back. I know Ooh. you mentioned it earlier. I got real hype <laughs> when it came up. She she jumped up. She was throwing things at the TV. I was pissed. Did you go full Riot Squad? Yeah. Riding all over. Oi, oi, oing everywhere. The Miz Black was- stick, lipstick on Coach or... Cole, whoever said whoever it. Whoever said it. The Miz, number one, is the best wrestler in WWE. And, as we saw, the Miz Taraj was really holding the Miz back. He should be a champion right now. The Miz Taraj ruined everything for him. And they've been getting by on luck for weeks. I'm putting it out there. Luck. So I was pissed about that. Then, during the Liv Morgan match, one of them said, You don't want to stand there and scrap with a girl from Jersey. I just want to say that's true. You don't want to do that. They will tear you down. Then during the Miz and Jeff Hardy match, Corey said, if the Miz wins, we'd have to change the holiday to July 3rd. We'd have to recite the declaration of Miz dependence. And I groaned so hard. It was so bad. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. My F. Favorite piece of announce uh, work this week was when Byron said, uh, I can't remember who was complaining. Corey, Cole, somebody was complaining about Jeff Hardy's makeup. And Byron said, he's an abstract artist. (laughs) You you can't write this, folks. You can't write. You can only blurt it out (laughs) and sound like a total dickhead. All right. Speaking so of being a total dickhead, we come to our best shit talk of the week. Um, ate a couple things. There wasn't as much shit talk this week. With surprisingly, there was a ton of backstage, but nobody was really saying that great a line. Yeah. Um. So my boy Zig said to Reigns, um, when he's talking shit on Lash, you're calling someone else an egomaniac. Ha. Which is true. I've had enough of him, Reigns. He is an egomaniac. Get out of here. Kevin Owens says to Braun that Braun Strowman is the perfect candidate for therapy. And I agree, especially after seeing the rage 
he let out on that porta potty. And then my best shit talk of the week was Muscles Lashley to Roman Reigns. So when he said, nobody likes you, I said, everybody hates you. Percent, I agree with you, Lash. Guess you'll go eat worms. I wish that Roman Reigns would go away. He can go eat worms, he can just fuck off. I don't care. He's, he's the Nickelback of WWE. Yeah, get him yeah. off my TV. Nickelback, have... the totally underrated band of WWE, is that yes, what we're... That's what we're saying. I, I can't even. I can't say it with a straight face. Nickelback <laughs> sucks. Uh, just to be clear, Nickelback sucks. Certainly, Nickelback. they're the offspring of sucky bands. Nickelback has not had figure that one out. <laughs> they have not had three chances at Brock Lesnar. Oh, that's for that sure. True. And bitched for weeks about how Brock or uh, his feet touched first. Yeah, who even cares? Get out of here, Reigns. Anybody else have any good shit talks? Bad shit talks? Anything? My favorite thing was uh, Dolph Ziggler. I know your boy. My boy. uh, Said to Roman Reigns, you call my ring your yard. That was very good. Little dig there. Mm -hmm. Nothing, Mike? No, nothing. Uh, Yeah, there wasn't really too much. Next we come to Fashion Break. And I don't know, maybe it was because there was nothing really going on wrestling-wise, but I noticed a lot of fashions this week. <laughs> so, in the greasiest match ever, we had Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Boydra Mack, and Zig. Um, somehow, Seth Rollins was the least greasy. Uh, Roman Reigns was fucking so Ted to toe. Mack has the drippiest tendrils in all of WWE. He can't control them. They go right in his face. It's all that Scottish rain. Yeah. And Ziggler, again, was looking super orange this week. Somebody, the rogue spray tanner was back. He was covered in, like, Cheeto dust all over him. But he was looking amazing again this week. He had a patent leather bomber jacket on. At first I thought it was just a wet jacket from his hair, but (laughs) (laughs) it turned out to be patent leather. Um, His hair was in a very sleek high pony. It looked good. He's definitely the front runner for most fashionable man award this year at the Nuclear Heat Awards. <laughs> Braun Strowman, oh man, will we have it the same week as the Slammies? It will be the same week as the Slammies. <laughs> what about the Mizzies? Uh, the Mizzies, I'm sure, will happen we'll around see. the same time. It, it'll be award season. So Braun Strowman's gear continues to be a damn mess. The patchwork nightmare khaki pants tucked into his work boots. The super low cup scoop neck singlet, which gives us a nip slip every week. The shaved underneath hair with the shitty ponytail. I'm not a fan. And he's way better than his gear is. I've really grown fond of him, but his gear sucks. Um, there was, of course, his wardrobe malfunction ten seconds into the match. Got that Is that a new slip. record? New record. Um, Renee was wearing pants that were three quarters leather, pretty much up to her hips, and then jeans at the top. It was a very odd look. Very weird. Yeah. Very weird. Paige's makeup, she looked gorgeous this week. It was not kicked on, very toned down. I feel like what happened was the Iconics used all of her makeup. She had nothing left. And ended up looking great for her, terrible for the Iconics. <laughs> and then, speaking of makeup, Jeff Hardy had a very patriotic red, white, and blue face paint. I think he was going for America, but it kind of looked more French. Maybe a little British. 
Who knows? Who knows whose side he's on? He's an abstract artist! Exactly. He's an abstract citizen. As we said, friend of the show, James Ellworth, showed off both of his offspring tattoos this week. Both looked great, I guess. Why? Wait. Why? You know why they weren't on both arms? Or why they weren't on both on one arm? Why? Because he has to keep them separated. Oh, uh, uh, shit. Uh, uh, I self-harm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also, we realized this week, James Ellsworth has a tongue piercing. He is coming straight out of 2002. Coming for us. Big he can e, go right back. Yeah, pretty much. Big E came out in an apron with no shirt on. I just wrote down, too sexy for TV. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Carmella continues to look the fiercest on WWE. Her hair and makeup's on point. I love the checkered ska pants. I think she looks great. <laughs> um, and then with the Iconics, Peyton had new gear. It was turquoise. Looked good. Got away from a little bit of kind of like the high cut bathing suit. More into the shorts, which I feel look better. And she had some purple hair extensions. Really a new look for her. And then, of course... Um, we had Elias backstage looking great <laughs> in a new kimono. That was all the fashion I noticed. Anybody else notice anything? I I caught a couple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first off, our friend Jay Uso hit the bottom of his T-shirt. His uh, down since day one-ish T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Was cut into fringe. I thought it was very odd. I feel like it was another time he was coming for Bailey. She mm. does a lot of fringe work. I, they were really coming hard for her this week. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe everyone has turned on Bailey since our heel just turn. Know, just know I could respond to that, but I'm not going to. Why would? Anyway. Everyone coming for Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and then the other thing I noticed, I'm going to, you know, this is... Presented without comment. I'm not going to say whether I liked this or hated this. Mm. Kofi Kingston's Pancake Power Uh t-shirt was cut into a crop top. And also an extremely crooked crop top. He looked like that Japanese painting the wave. Like it just was all over the place. I don't know what he was going for. He is an abstract artist. (laughs) (laughs) Abstract t-shirt artist. Seven time US champion, whatever. 18 time tag champion. Kofi Kofi Kingston. Looking good. That was all. You know what they do? They they go to put something on and they just kind of look at what's around and say, fuck it. Sometimes two of them be wearing one t shirt. Sometimes they'll start cutting the midriff half off and halfway through. Eh, whatever. This is good enough. They're the new day. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Again, I said presented without comment. You know, Mm -hmm. just saying this is what happened. I mean, no matter what, new day is always looking good. Trendsetters. Yeah. I yeah, think, I think so. we'll be seeing more uh, more like half midriff wavy shirts. Yeah. I hope so. I Look hope of the so. summer. Look of twenty eighteen. Maybe they'll get a fashionable men's award coming <laughs> up at the Nuclear Heat Podcast Awards later on this year. We don't know. They're now in the running. So we talked about the fashion, we talked about the shit talk. Next we have who do you want to see more of? In who do you want to see get a push? Push it real good. Push it real good. Um, I have two things, two people, well, three people that I want to see get a push. (laughs) The Iconics 
I know they've been on this weekend last week, but I really want to see them get a win. They've come out and they've lost since their debut. And their debut, they really just beat the shit out of Charlotte. Yeah, it looked good, but it wasn't really a match. Um, the other person, I want to see Elias back in the ring, singing and fighting. Mostly singing. He can fight if he wants. But I just want to see more Elias. How about you? What were your questions? So, I- I'm going to agree. I- I'm happy that we're seeing the Iconics. I want, now I want to see them win. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan. Uh, the other woman that I continue to want to see more of uh, is, and I know we're seeing more of her than we did four weeks ago, but I still want to see more Becky. I want her to be in, you know, if not the wimp, uh, if not the main event, the co-main event. You I know? definitely want to see her in the main event. I want to see her in the main event, too. I, I just want to see more Becky. Yeah. Uh, the men that I'd like to see more of, I, I know we saw them this week, is these are the men that I want to see more of. <laughs> I know we saw him this week, Both but I want... in wanna... and out of clothing. Oh, my goodness. Where's the baby oil? <laughs> I want to see more of The Miz. And I want to see The Miz winning. Yeah. I, I mean, after I'll the... Agree. After the, whatever we called the draft this year, the uh, the superstar shake-up, uh, I thought we were going to get a bigger push for The Miz. And, you know, we had a championship match this week, but he lost it. And it kind of feels like a step down from his work as the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, he really did raise that championship to yeah. a new level. And then when it passed to Rollins, then it continued at that level. It's continuing with Dolph. And Rollins shit all over it until Ziggler mm, yes. took it. Uh, so I, I think Miz deserved more, and I want to see more of the Miz. And where's Bobby Roode? I want to see Bobby Roode. I want to see Bobby Roode turn uh, heel, um, but where's Bobby Roode? Again, this week there was a church function. He had to be there. He was singing in the choir. He was bringing the hot dish. Like, who do you want to push? I want to push Roman Reigns. Oh, really? You think there's fucking... Let, let's <laughs> strap a rocket to this guy. Shoot him to the moon. We have not seen enough Roman Reigns, and I can't agree more. I more agree. Roman Reigns. I want to see WWE on the moon. A match with Brock Lesnar, <laughs> Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley on the moon. I want to see more Roman wrestling. I want to see more Roman talking. I think that maybe for the Marine 7 or Rough Rough Ref 2... One of the uh, one of the other, they should cut the Miz and give to deserving underrated superstar Roman Reigns. Or don't Ruff, cut Ruff, the Ruff, Miz. Ruff they play twins, a la Schwarzenegger and Devito. Ooh. Get them both in there. Does the movie acknowledge that they don't look exactly the same, or do they play it like that? Like they look exactly the same. Oh, like they, does they does straight. Roman's girlfriend say like? Oh my gosh, I've missed you so much. When the Miz comes in, oh yeah, that's what I want to see as well. I want every character in this universe to pretend that they look exactly the same. Or Monday Night Roman. Oh, Ooh. that is good. That is good. The show will be ninety-five percent Roman Reigns. He's in every shot, even if he's just in the bottom picture-in-picture style. Yep. Eating maybe a flispy chicken meal. And I'm still thinking about the Miz and Roman Reigns, like Patty Duke style. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Roman who does the minuet, but Miz prefers a crepe Suzette. You know, I... Yeah. <laughs> we can get there. With mirrors, we can get there. With mirrors, we can get there. for we sure. Can, we can get there. And you don't need a mirror. They're playing against each other. <laughs> but Miz has only seen the sights of 
Girl can see from Brooklyn Heights. What a strange duet. Okay. But they're twins. Cousins. Identical cousins. Oh, is Miss Samoan in this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I assume. And then you can have The Rock can come in as a the guest. Uncle, yeah. Woo! It's yeah. Uncle Rock! Uncle Dwayne! <laughs> uncle DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I've started a, a commercial jingle company in our basement. <laughs> they're cousins that Uzo show up who are also twins. All, it, it comes full circle. Oh, my God. We really, the... We're going to write to Vince and Triple H right now. We're texting them right now. We're getting in on this. We this... have ideas, and we deserve to be heard, Triple H. This could be the next camp WWE. Oh, yeah. Player cards, right? Then the network is on 24-7. And if you didn't know, it is free for the first month new for new subscribers. subscribers. <laughs> you could get Extreme Rules for free, or you could wait 30 days and get SummerSlam for free, which could be good. And all, that, and all that money you save, you can put it right into our Patreon and get the, get the uh, we don't hide the technical it. episodes. The technical episodes, we don't hide them behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. They're just accessible. Yeah. Awesome. This behind is, the paywall. Our Patreon, it's an opportunity for you to get our sexiest picks <laughs> sent to oh, you as, yeah. as phone backgrounds. If you are looking for sexy picks of me and Mike for phone backgrounds, we'll, we'll it's on our pictures. Patreon. Patreon. All right. So, that's the end of Push It. That's what we want to push. Things we liked this week. So, there wasn't a lot to like this week. Of course, Zig and Mac continued to dominate. Loved that. The New Day, except that they were interrupted. I just love seeing them. <laughs> Iconics, again, they lost, but I love seeing them. Usos looked great, even though they lost. They should have won. Um, the Revival repeatedly kicking the shit out of Roman Reigns. <laughs> that is something I can get behind. I do want to see more of that. And I also now understand why everyone loves Rusev. I didn't get it until now. I wasn't a huge Rusev fan. But for some reason, he didn't even wrestle this week. But he won me over. He is so charismatic. And I cannot wait for Extreme Rules when it becomes a Rusev day. Mike? Hmm. What are some things you liked this week? Well, I, I, I'm I, not going to say Rusev grew on me, you know, coming off your last point there. I'm not going to say like, I really feel him, but I do appreciate him like bullying the shit out of AJ's Oh, thoughts. yeah, you got to love... Correct him at the end. Anybody that bullies a conspiracy theorist, you got to love them. Yeah. Um, I did find myself a fan of whatever is going to uh, end up killing the members of Sanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's heart disease, if it's self-inflicted, whatever. A Scottish egg um, getting lodged a, in the throat. Perfect. Yeah. An ostrich egg getting lodged yeah. in their throat, shoved by Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the way they fucked up. Like, what could have been a really great New Day game? I was really pulling for that pig. I, first off. I'm you so- wanted to watch three grown men eat pancakes yes. for five minutes? First off, I'm yeah. calling it now. Do you go to the Big- Nathan's contest? No. Biggie came out strong, but I think Xavier Woods was going to take it. Do you go to the... But Do you go to Wang Ball? Uh, yeah. My not Wang anymore. Ball. Oh, is that, that, is that's that all you like? It's different. Those guys don't have the same style as the New Day. Yeah. Whereas, like, they, they just kind of exude this don't give a fuck coolness. Mm-hmm. They're just too cool for WWE. <laughs> they're like three black Fonzies. Yeah, obviously. They're likable. They're cool. 
they are the stars of the show, and we just want to see them do anything. We know that you're not a fan over there. Whoa, 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 I didn't say I wasn't a fan. I just said I didn't want to see any three grown men eating pancakes for five minutes. Well, I'll have you know, I baked these 100 pancakes sitting right next to us. <laughs> you baked pancakes? And we're, <laughs> we're going to have a pancake eating contest after the show. It's going to be up on the Patreon technical show, you'll get to hear us eating pancakes. There will be no video, unfortunately. But so, you'll hear us eating the pancakes. In fact, on Xavier Woods' YouTube channel, there was recently a contest between Xavier Woods and indie wrestler Kenny Omega where they played Street Fighter with each other for way too long. I didn't care about the Street Fighter part. But at the you end did, of... Um, Xavier Woods Pickett's his character. It was not a classic person. Uh, uh, the other two guys in the New Day both picked, like, you know, Cammy and M. Bison. Chun-Li. Chun, like, those kind of people. But uh, Xavier and uh, Kenny Omega both picked new school Street uh, Fighter Five people. I don't really know any of that stuff. <laughs> but the, the end of the thing was that... Uh, Xavier and Kenny ate uh, habanero peppers <laughs> and then tried to cut promos on each other after eating the peppers. I don't know that they really knew what they were because Xavier was, they were both they weren't crying like ugly cries, but there were tears on both men's <laughs> well, faces. And Xavier kept repeating that he had to leave because he had to go to the bathroom. And it was all wonderful. So I can understand the desire to see the New Day eat things. It's just pancakes for five minutes that I wasn't into. You're just not a true fan. I'm going to put the link you know, to know, this. It's, it's not I'm going to put the link to the YouTube in the show notes. Go it, for it. It's not them just, like, shoving pancakes into their mouth, but it's, like, what they're going to do to sabotage each other. Yeah. It's what they're going to do to take to make this, like, ordinary Super thing. Super entertaining. Eating a flapjack. Mm -hmm. And what are they going to do to spice it up? That's what true. are they going to do to make it more interesting? I, I do. I get it. How are they going to put a I new day it. twist on this? Uh, but aside from that, um, Kevin Owens being covered in uh, human waste. Mm -hmm. If I could see more <laughs> of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Bellissimo. Rob, what were some things that you liked this week? So my things that I liked are going to lead right into my things that I hated. <laughs> so I hope you won't mind if I go back to back. My, uh, I'm doing whatever I want. It's my fucking podcast. You guys are the co-hosts. This is wow, the co-host. He finally played that. Color. I am putting it down. I'm doing what I want. And my thing that off, I like the most. First off, I just want to point out this is the only the second week that you let us have our own segment, <laughs> and you've already taken control back. And you went a long time with it, sir. Bravo. You held out as long as you could. I'm cutting all of this stuff it. so it doesn't matter. Whatever Say whatever you want. you want. I'm going to cut it so I don't sound like an asshole. There's no way that you can cut it in that way. I've left my phone recording. That's why it's on the table. <laughs> all right. Can we get to... No. Yeah. Here's what I liked. I liked that there was more Kevin Owens. Even if it was in backstage bits... 90% of the backstage bits were good. I liked all of the backstage bits... Uh, they're not my style of comedy, but they were funny for the most part, which leads me to the Jerry things, Lewis style comedy. <laughs> yeah, the things that I hated, the thing that I hated mm -hmm. was having a comedy bit as the main event of Raw. Agreed. Uh, there, this is a, 
I'm going to make a bold statement here and say I would rather see Bobby Lashley fight Roman Reigns again in the main event than see a comedy bit as the main event. And that's a bold statement because I never want to yeah. see either Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley again. But having the porta potty shtick as the main event of Raw makes me not want to watch Raw. Like, it's too much comedy. It was terrible. Yeah, here at the Nuclear Heat Podcast, we're not huge fans of comedy. <laughs> we never are funny. We never talk about comedy. We want to see just man-on-man serious wrestling. And, these and six baby w- oil. Baby oil. In these six weeks that we've been doing this, I've been trying to sabotage comedy. Yeah. I mean, You've comedy, been doing a wonderful job. It's gotta go. If there's one thing I've said is... You've we need, killed comedy. We need less laughter in this world. That's all. It needs to be totally serious. Uh, you know, I know that wrestling has to reach a lot of audiences. It has to... You, you know. know what the problem was? And this is in my things we didn't like. They really had to play to those idiots in Sioux Falls. The audience was so quiet the whole time. There was no hype whatsoever. They're so dumb. They don't understand wrestling. So they had to put some toilet humor in as the main event oh, to cold. appeal to Sioux Falls. Yeah, let's just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Sioux Falls. Oh, shit. Coming hard for them. And I agree. They're awful in Sioux Falls. And Omaha, for that matter. Throw them in while we're or, at or, it. Or if you will, Suey Falls, because Suey they're Falls. all fucking pigs. Yep. Disgusting. Like, not that they're pigs with, like, fucking in that, like, as an added word. No, they're fornicating. I'm like gonna, the pink animal. They're they're fornicating with, with pigs. Oh my I'm going to throw this out right now. We will never visit Nebraska. So who gives a shit what we say about them? Or and, Sioux Falls. Yeah. Where are they? North Dakota? North Dakota. Wherever it is. <laughs> That's how much I care about them. Oh, wait. Was it Omaha's Nebraska? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I got them mixed <laughs> It's up. all over the place. They're Who everywhere. Shit? Anyway. These guys are traveling 300 <laughs> days a year. <laughs> uh, anyway. The so other thing. Audience is fucking sucked this week. That I would agree with that 100%. You're at Raw. You paid the be there. Cheer. Yeah. Cheer for something. I don't cheer for the wrong things. Cheer for Roman Reigns for all Those I care. Cheer for something. Tickets are not cheap. Yeah. Cheer you, for something. You paid to sit there in silence. Yeah. Because you can't hear the sit announcer. Sit on your hands. Yeah. yeah. Cheer for something. Awful. What was your other thing that you didn't like? I didn't like that everything on Raw. First of all, there were many extended video packages, and I know that they have to sell the uh, the upcoming pay per view. But there were video packages. Here's something you saw last week. Here's something you saw two weeks ago. And they were not brief. They were long video packages. And then all the matches and most of the backstage bits were shit that we've seen for the past three weeks. Like, stop with the repeats. Everything on SmackDown was new, basically. There weren't, weren't any repeats. We had feuds continuing, even though, oh my god, the guys in that feud didn't have a match this week. Uh... Uh... All the repeats on Raw sucked. Yeah. And Raw's the flagship show. It's the A show. It's the Miz of the sh- two shows. Yeah. Okay. The rough, rough, rough of the new shows. It's the rough, rough, rough. Um, some things that I also had down for my things I didn't like. Um, Elias was only seen in a brief appearance. <laughs> I needed more of him. He looked great, of course. Um, the Bailey and Sasha counseling. Ugh. It really... 
was terrible and ruined the momentum of the Bela Beatdown. That was a high point for their feud, and it yeah. really just killed it this week. And they never got physical during their no, their there was no fighting. So, and or physicals. Mm, I didn't want to see that, though. <laughs> I did want to see them fight. And it was a to-be-continued, which means again oh, next God, week... more of this shit. It's going to be the same thing. And then they'll probably throw in, we'll see them fight this out at Extreme Rules, because I don't think they've announced either of they them or anything. Not. So it'll probably be that. Um, there was too much Roman Reigns. I know you love him, Mike, but Toast. sorry. I felt it was too much. And he wouldn't stop saying Bob, which really drove me crazy. Uh, Sanity, um, fucking with the New Day, I hated that. Iconics losing again, didn't like that. Um, I feel like friend of the show, James Ellsworth, the bit kind of fell flat this week. And uh, WWE already ruining the fun of the Braun Strowman messing with Kevin Owens shit. They really just kill everything. Mike, did you have anything that you just didn't like this week? Uh, yeah, I have my notes here. Uh, no way, Hulu. Yeah. Because they they cut out so much shit, including Jose. Yeah. So and it's no way. It's Hulu with a J. Yeah, you really Hulu. needed to see the no way Jose Mojo Jojo match. I just needed to see Hamburger Dude get thrown the fuck around. Unfortunately, it wasn't Todd. Yeah. Oh yeah, Hamburger Todd. I mean, yeah. I don't know what happened We've to Todd. Around. I'm assuming he got bit by a police dog and was injured, and he couldn't make oh, the yeah, show. The, 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 the German Shepherd in, in the singlet and SWAT vest saw a big hamburger. Yeah, and he went nuts. As dogs are wont yeah, to do. Absolutely. You can't shit. blame the dog for that one. We can no. blame him for a lot of things, but not that. No. Um, so, obviously, Rob hated Raw. We know yeah. what his preferred show was. Um, it was kind of a tough call for me. They were both kind of bad, but SmackDown was better. I'm going to give it to SmackDown this week. Um, there weren't any repeat matches, and Raw was just all repeats. Mike, what was your favorite? I, um, I'm with the rest of the show here. Smack to the down. Smack down, yeah. So next week, I'm looking forward to the Lumberjack match against our friend James Elworth. Um, the New Day retaliating against Sanity, it has to happen. They haven't said it, <laughs> but I'm going to call it. There's going to be something. Maybe it's them just messing around, playing jokes on Sanity backstage. Something will happen. And, of course, more zigging Mac, dominating everyone, <laughs> and I just want them to give Zig all the titles. <laughs> what are you guys looking forward to? I'm looking forward to uh, Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. I think they ought to have a great match together, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, that police dog getting justice. Yeah, against I'm, Shinsuke for the the beat. Horrible down. suplex. The suplex. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I want to see like everybody who's been wronged oh, by that dog. Yeah, yeah. They were gonna get revenge. It's all three on one match. Mm-hmm. Is it three? Wait, Nakamura. We've suggested a lot of people were attacked yeah. by this dog. Todd. <laughs> Hamburger Todd. There's been a lot of people wronged by that police dog this week. That blue life does not matter. <laughs> the rest of them do. The rest just that dog, no. Just that dog. <laughs> so, if you want to hear more of us... Um, Ranting gonna, and raving, we're giggling gonna, and talking nonsense. <laughs> we're going to dis- further discuss the police dog over on the Facebook group. Probably have a couple polls up there. Uh, who knows? Instagram, we're coming Some correct. Some polls, a couple Ukrainians. Yeah. yeah. 
Come and correct with the content on the Instagram, Nuclear Heat Podcast, Seambo Facebook group, the Twitter, who, which I do not run, somebody else runs it, I don't know who, somehow named it Heat Nuclear? It doesn't make sense. Hopefully somebody corrects that. Maybe maybe Twitter nuclear. assigns the names at basically at random. You don't get to pick the name. Oh, no, you do. I don't know how you pick the name. <laughs> so I just also want to say we'll be off next I'm week. Gonna fix that. <laughs> I'm gonna teach him how. Mike will be teaching <laughs> Rob all of next week how to use Twitter. Our podcast only said no reply at blogspot.com for five weeks, so don't worry. I'm going to fix the Twitter. Next week, Rob will be off, so we won't have an episode. (laughs) He'll be fixing the Twitter. So we're going to have a special mini-zone up this weekend, and then we'll be back with new apps July 19th with our weekly wrap-up and our thoughts on Extreme Rules and... We'll find out who wins the Extreme Rules bet and the highly coveted Felicity Prize Pack. And I think that I'm going to take it this time. I know I lost last time, but I'm not losing again. Didn't even Anthony beat you last time? Yes. And he didn't even watch any wrestling going into the bets. Who did not watch any of the shows. He was watching Spy Kids while we were watching wrestling. He outscored you at the last pay-per-view. Congratulations. Hey, I'm coming back for Extreme Rules, and I'm going to take it all. I'm predicting every single match. I'm going to get my Flisby gift card and go into Sonic, and I'm going to get that Flisby meal. And I'm going to live video it and send it to you guys, and you'll be so jealous. We'll see you next week, Nuclear Heat Podcast Universe, with a brand new Twitter handle. (laughs) (laughs) Bye!